Live on KEXP, one-of-a-kind performances. Come on, let's go. Recorded in the shadow of the space station. This is Moses. This is Angel. This is Michelle from Japanese Breakfast. Can you it in the lizard wizard? Meryl from Junior. This is Mac DeMarco. Hey, this is Courtney Barnett. Hello, I'm your host, Troy Nelson, and this is Live on KEXP. On the show this time, it's the synapse-snapping, funkalicious virtuoso exuberance of the legendary Garage A Trois. Garage A Trois is a jazz band, and so, as with most jazz bands, different players come and go depending on availability, proximity, and the fickle whims of the muse. They play music and are influenced by all music, but near the top of the musical soup, at least to our ears, is Afrofuturist space funk, Alice Coltrane or Sun Ra. the Miles Davis stuff on Columbia. The late 60s film and TV scores of Quincy Jones. and the infectious bounce of New Orleans rag, funk, and second-line jazz. The Meters, Dirty Dozen, the whole dang Marsalis family. What we're saying is they've got rhythm for your body, melody for your mind, and harmony for your soul. This is the OG Gap, formed in 1999 by three people. Number one, guitarist Charlie Hunter, influenced heavily by Tuck and Patty virtuoso Tuck Andress. He once took lessons from Joe Satriani in Berkeley. He also played with Michael Ferranti's Disposable Heroes of Hip-Hopracy, a record that, sort of sadly, continues to be apropos to these times. In 1989, the nations of Eastern Europe attempted to restructure. While in the United States, civil rights have collapsed at the hands of fundamentalists and national insecurities at an all-time high. Relevant. Number two, drummer Stanton Moore, also a founding member of unifying funk improvisers Galactic, a teacher, and one of the most interesting, grooviest pocket players ever to pick up sticks. Saxophonist Skerrick, 
a hometown hero for us in Seattle. Founding member of Critters Buggin' back in the day, holding it down with the true loves now, and literally thousands of credits in between. It feels like he has the secret to not playing anything boring ever. Send us a clip if it happens while you're watching. We'll put it in the Mopop Museum for posterity. Okay, so they can play, but equally important in this band is a sense of humor. Their chemistry is marked by an expansive joy, balanced by sardonic practicality and commitment to craft. KEXP DJ Derek Mazzoni asked them about the importance of their position in this historical conversation we call jazz. Artists such as yourself have been doing this for a long time, have a relationship with all types of music, all types of musicians living and have passed. How does that conversation work with the music that you're playing right now? Carrying on the traditions of New Orleans and what we're playing here, which is black American music, you know, it's so important to me to, to get it from the sources or as close as you possibly can. And being from New Orleans, I have no excuse. So. You know, I go and hear these great musicians like Herlin Riley and Shannon Powell and guys who have had it handed down to them from the great musicians that came before them and it was handed down to them before that. So it's as simple as going out and hearing them play and talking to them and sitting with them and having conversations and talking about the music and talking about the drummers that they grew up uh, checking out and hearing what records we can check those guys out on. You know, you learn so much by putting yourself in the presence of these masters who have had it handed down to them from the masters before them. I grew up in Berkeley, California, although I did spend five years living on a school bus doing the whole hippie thing when I was a little kid. The whole through line with that was my mom was part of that kind of Greenwich Village uh, folk scene in the early 60s. So her people were Mississippi John Hurt and Reverend Gary Davis. And, you know, I grew up with one of Taj Mahal's daughters and was, came into contact with him living in Berkeley. See Brownie McGee play all the time. Just go down to the Kutahar store. Clarence Gatemouth Brown would be there. I'm surrounded by this music all the time. And the language of that music and people talking about that music and, you know, helping my mom set up the chairs for, uh, you know, because she was also a political activist in, in East Oakland back in the 70s for a, a benefit that John Lee Hooker was playing for her group of people and hanging out with John Lee Hooker when I'm 12 and seeing all that music firsthand and uh, growing up in a place like Berkeley going to Berkeley High School with people like Dave Ellis and Peter Applebaum and Josh Redman and Will Bernard and you know it goes the Tower of Power guys would be playing in the park of course they were older uh, then hooking up with Mike Clark later and learning all of this stuff um, it's just a part of who you are, and when you get it on the ground floor, it informs your narrative, it informs what that music is all about, and ultimately it, it put me on a trajectory to really dig back as far as I could and really fill in the blanks. I guess it's an unfair advantage in, in a way to come up under that kind of thing, and it's harder if you're a younger person now, and all you really have at your disposal is kind of like the music uh, school education, mm -hmm. you know, which I think a lot of our friends teach at, and you can learn a lot from that, but you're not going to get that visceral kind of experience that I feel is we've, as musicians, have been doing for thousands of years. You want to add to that? Yeah, and I came up in the opposite environments that these guys did, you know, with very little 
contact with, you know, African-American sources. But my dad was a huge jazz fan here, you know, growing up in Seattle. So anytime someone came to town, I was at the concert with my dad, you know. So I was very lucky to, you know, and my band teacher in junior high was the the Jackson's first teacher. He's one of the only black teachers in the whole school district. <laughs> so, um, you know, you kind of get it where you can and you, you gravitate to it or you don't. And then I was lucky in my 20s to meet Leif Todasek from uh, Freestyle Candela. And so we learned a lot about uh, Afro-Cuban music from him in Seattle and um, specifically Sukus. That took me to London and uh, playing with all kinds of amazing people and uh, mostly Mose Fanfan and Somo Somo and stuff like that. So, man, you're just stumbling, coming from Seattle, just this outpost, like Charlie called it once. <laughs> it's a cultural outpost. There, you know, bands wouldn't tour here. I mean, it's very different here now. You know, you're just scrapping together this haphazard, you know, experience, you know, trying to cobble together what you can. You know, there's no internet back then. You can't just look up some stuff you're interested in. Yeah. You, know, you have to be there. You have to go there. So I was very lucky to be able to get to London, go to Paris, live in Paris for a while, live in London and, and live in New York. And, you know, and just and like they said, you know, hang with the elders and the masters that, you know, that you need to study with, that you need to hear, and just be in the same room with when they're playing. The latest record, Calm Down Cologne, was recorded at Pearl Jam guitarist Stone Gossard's studio Litho, with only one song transcribed ahead of time, i.e. it was mostly composed and played live in the room. It's available on Royal Potato Family and Bandcamp. We are more than excited to present Garage A Trois, live on KEXP.
just heard Garage A Trois with the songs Calm Down Cologne and Improv 666. Live, live on, on KEXP. Seattle in the 90s. A tidal wave of iconic music roars out of this sleepy city and launches a pop culture revolution. Here's a story you haven't heard. Let the Kids Dance is a new podcast about the rise and fall of Seattle's teen dance ordinance, the law that made it illegal for young people to go to concerts. Listen to Let the Kids Dance from KUOW and the NPR Network. Now here's more of our live session with Garage Trois. Thank you. 
That was our live session with Garage Atois. You heard the songs Etienne and Wizard Sleeve. Shout out to our partner station WGSU 89.3, the voice of the valley in Geneseo, New York. If you enjoy live on KEXP, you might also enjoy KEXP's brand new podcast, Fresh Off the Spaceship, The Story of the Black Constellation, hosted by KEXP's Larry Mizell Jr. and Martin Douglas. I even made an appearance in the story though it might not have been my finest moment ever. (laughs) But you can search for KEXP wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening, everybody. For my producers, Jackson Long and Julian Martloom, I'm Troy Nelson. We will see you next week. This is Live on KEXP. Live on KEXP is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.